Welcome to My Heart Songs, podcast number 110, Repentance, Reckoning, and Renewal. Welcome to the new abnormal. I was curious this week, after a couple of early morning episodes of birds crashing into our windows, what the science involved might have to offer. Reflections of vegetation, or seeing potted plants on the other side of the glass, is the most common cause. At night, such collisions occur because nocturnal migrants, including most songbirds, are drawn to lighted windows. And sometimes the bird sees its reflected self and attacks it to protect territory. Lots of preventive remedies are out there. Acopion bird savers, known as Zend, Zen wind curtains, bird tape, netting, and one-way transparent film called Kaleidoscape. If the bird's neck is not broken and its wings seem normal, then one can place it in a dark container safe from predators, like a shoebox, and resist trying to handle it or give it food or water. The darkness apparently calms the bird as it revives, and often they will then fly off after about 15 minutes once the top of the box is removed. The deeper lesson in this inquiry is the analogy to what we do as humans. We withdraw from a traumatic event or difficult times to recover in isolated darkness, and if things go right, away we go to fly on to the next thing, perhaps without really learning the important life lesson. We are all aware of MMEs, mass mortality events, which are not new. The 2010 worldwide frog die-off, 2015 Saiga Asian 200,000 antelope deaths, most of the world's population. In October 2017, a long-term study by the German Entomological Society indicated that within 30 years, the number of flying insects in Germany was said to have decreased by three quarters. Then there was the 2018 loss of 40% of American honeybee colonies. And recently, more than 5 million acres are burning in the West, with 1 in 10 people in Oregon displaced from their homes. And data now suggests that 1 in 12 Americans will be forced to migrate within the next 20 years because of severe drought, flooding, or sea level rise with coastal inundation. In 82 AD, the Roman satirist Juvenal coined the phrase rara avis interis neuroque similima signo, a rare bird like a black swan. Nassim Nicholas Taleb, a scholar whose work concerns problems of randomness, probability, and uncertainty, developed the black swan theory in 2001. The basic premise is that some rare events are entirely unpredictable, yet they have extreme impact in terms of the course of human history. We humans tend to find simplistic explanations for these outlier events retrospectively. Only after we experience them do we rationalize they were something to be expected and anticipated. One gets the sense that like the startled bird who crashed into a window, humanity itself is riding two horse-drawn chariots towards the portal of our future, complete with furious wheels churning propelled by beasts pushed to their limits. We might name the two forces evolution and ruination. Is it a race towards self-destruction or illumination? I think we can agree that humanity has proved itself to be a most excellent and resilient pest that has expanded to just about every habitat on the planet and also adapted to all efforts to exterminate it. 
and all that despite our incredible vulnerability after birth and decades before we are really capable of surviving on our own. Soren Kierkegaard, in his Either Or Part 1, expresses it this way, quote, A fire broke out backstage in a theater. The clown comes out to warn the public. They thought it was a joke and applauded. He repeated it. The acclaim was even greater. I think that's just how the world will come to an end, to general applause from wits who believe it's a joke, close quote. Some days it seems like a movie we are watching instead of an apocalypse we are actually enduring. So which mindset do we wish to embody? The world is going to hell and nothing matters, or everything matters and we can still make a difference. All the foofy, flagrant falderall about climate change having no relationship to human activity is enough to lead me to consider that narcissism and solipsism are doing a tango and have taken command of many humans on the planet. As a species, I believe we are rapidly entering Suksvan, a situation or position in chess where every next move is disadvantageous, yet we are compelled to examine every possibility, however unpalatable. I remember reading once in a survival book that most people don't know where their water actually comes from, nor could they name even a half dozen local plants useful for emergency eating or medicine making. Phenology is the close study of nature's rhythms, an examination of periodic plant and animal life cycle events and how these are influenced by seasonal variations and habitat factors. We might anchor and connect ourselves in our planetary place by tracking in a journal how the seasons change around us and be a witness to the way nature is adapting to change rather than dwelling on the disasters to come. I know such a practice invites me to really grok how much of a paradise our world can be. I'm gathering these thoughts and creating this podcast on the first of the 10 days of Jewish High Holidays, Rosh Hashanah. It seems fitting, given that these religious celebrations are focused on repentance, reckoning, and renewal. We are faced with the fierce urgency of guiding the correct chariot for humanity at this present moment in time. As the rabbinic sage Hillel the Elder famously said, If I am not for myself, who will be for me? If I am only for myself, what am I? If not now, when? Thanks as always for listening, and remember friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.